the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Rumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings and our hola, amigos. I am, in fact, Spud. Spud Goodman. Spud <laughs> man. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, and I do mean all. I mean, there's no list of prerequisites uh, to qualify to listen to this show. No, we allow everyone, yes, everyone, to have access to this little radio program. You may ask, why are we not more discerning, you know? Uh, make the show seem more exclusive by denying certain people, you know, or whatever. But that would be wrong. Yes, it would be discriminatory, but it would also be stupid, as we need every organism on Earth to tune in. Even those things that are, are, are no longer with us. You know, like uh, if they maybe left the radio or computer on after they passed away, as long as a relative or EMT person doesn't change the channel or, or turn it off, it still counts in the ratings. You know what I'm saying? Eh, does, does that make me sound a little creepy? Well, if so, I apologize. So, so now I need to introduce our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Give us a quick uh, quick. What's up? All right, just a quick what's up. N nothing more. That'll do the job. Yo, well, I, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable saying, what's up? I, I mean, what does that even mean? I, I hear kids say it, and they don't seem to know either, as they always respond back with the same thing. What's up? I, I'm, you know what? I'm concerned about the communication skills of our youth. But how about I just express how excited I am for this week's yeah, okay, show. Yeah, okay, moving on. Okay, uh, please say hello to well, our show's designated lab for my Aunt Dorothy. Uh, yeah, I changed up the order of introduction uh, on this show. Sorry about that. H how about a quick chuckle? Oh, that's a piece of cake. <laughs> Will that do? Yeah, yeah sure. I, yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, well, let's get this show started. I wanted to bring up oh, uh, you know, a topic Spud, that Spud, was kind of... Spud, before, was, was, before you get was, going here, can... I want to bring up a fantastic idea that I have that will address so many issues that you and this show have right now. Hell no, you can't! But I was going to bring up, you know, this brand new pill I read about on Facebook. Um, um, it was a little ad I saw on, on how to cut down on the times I have to get up at night to pee. That's so hot. Spud, dear, uh, the peeing thing is something that's plagued you since birth. I yeah. doubt that anything on Facebook is making is going to make it go away. Well, it's, it's worth a try. I think it's like a, 
Uh, it's $29.99. I think there's a money-back guarantee, and I just need a good night's sleep oh, for know. once. You know, maybe one of our listeners has, has tried it, and maybe they can, you know. You, you know, I, I know that you suffer from this malady, and I, I guess I'm really fortunate because I sleep through the night like a baby. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should limit wow. your liquid intake after, I don't know, lunch or something. <laughs> maybe squeeze a few drops of water in your mouth from a rag if you, if you get thirsty at night. I would rather have to get up and pee than die of dehydration, man. Um, I think it'd be actually... I, I don't think you'd die, but oh, okay. W would you like to hear my I idea that just might make you, Spud Goodman, a very wealthy man? I I'm not putting what little I have saved for my retirement you know, into like gold or silver. You, you watch too many of those commercials with, that, you know, with William Devane on, no, on that no, Fox no, no. News. You, you can't take a brick of gold to the oh, grocery store. I never trust anyone telling old people to put their money into gold or silver. Right? I mean, well, but, but maybe if I was a pirate, it might make sense. Yes! No, no. Spud, what I am proposing here is that you consider teaching one of those master classes. Uh, you know, you should check out their website. They've signed master up the world's... Classes? Yeah, they've signed up the world's greatest minds. Uh, the people who know more about what they do than anyone else. Uh, you know, experts who can explain to the uneducated. I love the poorly educated. How to do... Things like they do. You mean like a teacher? What, what could I do to teach? Uh, well, well, okay. What can I, I can't teach. You, I yeah. I don't know enough. You teach how to be a talk show host. You've done talk it for host? so many years. Well, sure, there may be a few veteran talk Maybe show hosts who know more than you, but most of them are dead. You could have the field to yourself. I went through their list of classes, and I did not see one for talk show hosts. So, you know, there's a void in their curriculum right now, and you need to jump on it. Well, really? well, what? Spud, it is the one thing you do know something about, and it really doesn't take much knowledge or skill. Wait, uh, I would disagree with that assessment, and well, Dorothy. Really? Uh, I think you're deceived, as, as I am so highly skilled that, you know, I make this job look pretty darn easy and effortless. <laughs> but, but if it was so simple, everyone would be a talk show host. Well, what is the question? Yeah, exactly. And with your help, there could be millions more. Just say the word, and wow. I will contact the program on your behalf. I don't know if the world could handle a million more wannabe talk show hosts, okay? Uh, but right now, I got other stuff to do. Uh, let me bring on our musical guest, who I will be talking with a little later. Say hello to Golden Idols. Problem and it shares your name. I got a problem and it keeps me up at night. Ooh, it keeps me up at night. I got a problem and it shares your face. I got a problem and I don't know where to start.
Well, I tried, but I feel uneasy. And you turn with your back towards me uneasy. And I tried, but I feel Hi, I'm Cindy Williams, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, Spud, yeah. your first guest, Charles Melton, is on the line for you. Okay, I'm pretty sure you don't know who this guy is. No. He, he co-stars on that Riverdale show on, on the CW and, and Netflix, but, but I'm positive my Aunt Dorothy here sure does. Am I right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, well. no I, I'm, I'm not familiar with him or Riverdale. He plays Reggie from that, you know, the show that's based on that old comic book, oh, you know, the Archie comic Oh, yeah, book. yeah, 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 Reggie from the Archie comics. Right. Well, I follow him on social media. This guy is such a hunk, totally ripped, with a smile that kills. The Masturbation Network, keeping America baiting for 300 years. So is your, uh, I gotta ask you this, is your lover Chance, uh, the intern, jealous of him? Uh, absolutely so. not. No? No. Oh. We each have our own celebrity crushes, you know. I have more than a few, and so does he. Uh, you know, Mrs. Jarvitz, I'm assuming Charles is a young man. Why don't you form crushes on men more age-appropriate, like, uh... Uh, uh, Bob Newhart or uh, Michael Caine. Uh, old guys just don't do it for me, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I've sort of picked that up. Uh, just put him through. Say hello to actor Charles Melton. Thank you for checking in with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so you have a new movie. Now out, The Sun is also a star. That's S-U-N, not S-O-N. Give us the For Dummies breakdown on what it's about, because my co-host is a little slow on the uptake. Okay, so it takes friend in New York, New York, my character, Daniel Bay, the hopeless romantic, on the day of his alumni interview, he meets this girl, Natasha, and he falls in love. So two diverse human beings have 24 hours. Uh, they have one day, takes Ben in one day. One's the pragmatic, she's the logical one, she's the practical one. And the character that I play is very hopeless. Okay. And he uses the love time test to prove to her that love and falling in love is a real thing. Which is this real test that a few years ago a bunch of researchers put couples into a lab and had them ask a series of intimate questions. 30 seconds to be exact. Mm. And at the end of this, they had to look into each other's eyes for four minutes without saying a word. So he kind of spins off of that, and the character Daniel Bay uses that, and they fall in love. Super. And this is all happening as she's trying to fight to not get deported the next day. 
Oh, all right. Um, so, okay, you also co-star in the CW show Riverdale, which is very popular on Netflix also. Uh, you play Reggie. How many man years did you invest in reading old Archie comic books and researching your role? You know what's funny is uh, when my dad, when I told him I was playing Reggie Mantle, I had no familiarity with the Archie comics other than my family uh, growing up with them and buying the comics. But my dad told me, he's like, oh my God. He's like, you're playing Reggie? Dude, all you got to do is just be, be yourself. Be who you were in high school. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, wow. My dad just basically called me a douchebag. Well, well, you know, all of us have had that experience with our fathers, but yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Um, well, you know, you've you've been described in the press as as desired viewing by millennial women. That's kind of neat. Um, they like you a lot. Were you always good looking, or did you ever have like at least an awkward teenage phase with acne or heavy duty braces? Dude, I mean, wait, what are women saying? They like you. I'm just wondering, did you ever have a period where you had like, like had to deal with zits or you know stuff that the rest of us did? I mean, I, I'm just just yeah, curious. I'm lo- I'm lo- yeah, man, I'm looking at a zit right now. Oh, all right, super. That's a scoop. We got that yeah. on the record. All, all right. right. Um, yeah. So, well, I mean, you also, I mean, I, you did, you've done a whole lot of stuff actually, but I got to cover this. You, you modeled extensively. Did. Do, they don't bug male models on on eating, do they? They let they let you at least have a couple meals a day, right? Yeah, they, you know, I have three meals a day, about three almonds a day, so it's pretty nice. All right, you know, we're talking about those master classes taught by celebrities. Uh, could could how would one teach a, a modeling master class? Is that even doable? You either are or you're not, right? You're kind of, I don't know. I would think that would be tough to teach, but let me move. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, we we can figure it out. I would just say watch Zoolander and like we can figure something out. Oh yeah, there you go. All right. Well, let's talk sports. In college, you played ball at Kansas State before changing course to give acting a shot. Did any of your teammates say you were out of your head for choosing acting over football? No, dude. Everyone was so supportive. Oh. They were excited for me. Really? Huh. Okay. Because I was. Uh, so you didn't have any doubters at all in your life at all when you made the big move? I mean, everyone's got doubters and, you know, people that may not believe in their personal aspirations and dreams. But, uh, you know, you, you learn how to tune those out and just, like, stay focused. I have a very supportive family that have always been it's fantastic. They're in Kansas right now. Oh. Huh. They're so supportive, yeah. Do you, miss, do you miss playing ball at all? I do, man. I do, I do, I do. Right. What'd you I was play? The kamikaze on kickoff. Ooh. For the safety. Yeah, but I was the headhunter on kickoff. I can't just say. That's not easy duty. All right, super. Um, well, you appeared in Ariana Grande's video "Break Up with Your Girlfriend." I'm bored. How does one prepare to appear in a music video besides looking hot? Because I've always wanted to be in a music video. Nobody's ever asked me, ever. Uh, well. There's not, there's not too much preparation, man. Like, you know, I got the phone call over the Christmas break, and I was on my way to Kansas. So I tell my mom that I was going to be home a day later because I was shooting Ariana Grande music video. Yeah? She thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, 
Um, I gotta ask you about the social media thing because I'm not real up on what it takes to be popular, but you have over 5 million Instagram followers. Uh, aren't you glad you're not on Facebook? Because that would have taken a heck of a lot of time to figure out who to approve for, you know, those 5 million friend requests. We're talking years, maybe. How do you, ah, 5 million, that, that's, that's pretty wild. It's crazy. I remember when I found out the news that I got Riverdale. I remember having 17.8 thousand followers and then it increased into 45,000 followers in four days. I remember getting so much anxiety, very, getting very anxious because, you know, we live in a very unique time where people, not only will, do you need to hold yourself accountable along with your peers, but like the world and the internet will hold you accountable. It's yeah. a very unique concept to have so many people following me. Could you imagine, like, if I had a, just an army of five million people, like, all my followers, me, me, here. It's pretty funny. A fla- yeah, if you did a flash mob, yeah, it would be kind of frightening, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spud? What? Well, as you know, my wife and I share our Facebook page together, and we are so proud to be approaching triple digits. Currently, okay. we're sitting at 97 friends, but we're hoping to hit 100 in the next couple months. It'll be quite a milestone for us. Hey, Charles, just a sec. Okay, good to know. You and your wife are killing it on Facebook. Yeah. With the friend thing. Is that it? Can I return to the interview? Yeah, yeah but well, I, I'm just saying we're excited that the two of us have generated such a following. Uh, sure, most of the 97 are from our church. Rachel put the word out at Sunday school. Uh, she teaches Sunday school. Yeah, okay, you know, okay. Well, anyway, to the kids and their parents to follow us on Facebook. And sure enough, a bunch have done so. Well, I currently have 2,854 friends on my Facebook account, and I'm kind of picky on who I approve. That's a lot. But, of course, I do have over 21,000 on Instagram. Uh, There's really no need to rub it in. I'm sorry. Someday I'm going to catch up to you on Facebook, you know, with the friend thing. I don't think so. But no way on Instagram. I've got to give you that. So i got to get back to Charles. Okay, I have returned. Well... Let me close with this. It's my required uh, showbiz question, all right? Charles Melton, what has been your most memorable moment so far in your 28 years here on Earth? I've had many memorable moments, but I'd say the day that I left, you know, a lot of people ask me, Charles, when did you make it? And uh, I made it the day that I left Kansas, giving my mom a hug and having $500 in my account and her giving me 60 cans of chicken noodle soup and 60 packs of tuna to survive for like two months. Like, that's when I made it. Super. Or New York or L.A.? L.A. Oh, all right, super. All right, I know you got a ton of meetings to go to and, you know, and stuff like that. I, I, I would kill to have to go to a meeting, but all right. I will only say again, your new movie, The Sun is Also a Star, is now in theaters everywhere, and Riverdale can be viewed on The CW and on Netflix. Thanks a whole lot for coming on our show. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Did I ever tell you about that? Hey, yes, Spud. Yes. Well, our show's resident psychic, Ted Marr, is holding for you. Good, good. Do his plug and put him through. Oh, okay. Uh, Ted Marr can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW 1150 AM in Seattle and on the web.
right, say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. How you doing? Hi, Spud. It's so good to be here with you today. Yeah, so I'd like to ask you a national security question, if I may. If aliens, you know, invade Earth in a like a D-Day invasion, should we fight or surrender? Definitely fight. And actually, they've been here at least since March of 1954, when President Dwight D. Eisenhower um, agreed with a um, negative extraterrestrial race called the Reptilians. Oh, yeah, um, Reptilians. They, they, he made an agreement called the Treaty of Merida that in exchange for some of their advanced technology to fight the Soviets, that they would be allowed to abduct and study us humans. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm a little older than what the armed forces, you know, would draft, but mm -hmm. I'm willing to do my part if need be. Should we be making plans to defend ourselves, or would it be hopeless? And should we negotiate, you know, like a, a surrender agreement right now? I hope not. Is you know, I'm not giving up my basic rights like cable TV and eBay. There's a couple other things too. It's not non-negotiable. Right, and those are very, very important constitutional rights. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, real briefly, in 25 words or less, there's two main um, extraterrestrial groups in this part of the gal Milky Way galaxy. One's good, one's bad. Okay. One's positive, one's negative. Right. One um, lives off uh, uh, service to others and love. The other one lives off service to self and negativity and war. Um, uh, the, the ones who are good, the good guys, the good, the good entities are called the Galactic Alliance. They are an alliance of 450 million planets approximately seven trillion entities, mostly human. Mm -hmm. I've been in touch with them now for about three, four years. I see their ships above me every night and they are always around, almost always always around to protect me. They're scaring they, me, Ted. Oh, they're protecting uh, you. Well, oh, they're protecting you. Right, okay, right. okay, okay, okay. Protecting got it. me, yeah. Got it. The, the negative ones are called the reptilians and they have a slave race called the Greys and they feed off negativity and war in their service to self. Unfortunately, the US government and the Russian government but mostly the U.S. government has been involved with the negative uh, in, uh, extraterrestrials since 1954. Um, so they're already here, and um, that's why many people were abducted in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. But that's stopped now. You know, Spud. What? Well, as long as aliens are not abducting people anymore, I, I just don't see the need to go to war against them. Sure, as you have announced on this program, our family does have a safe room, and we would be protected from any alien invasion. Really, we'd be fine for up to 15 years with our food and water supply. Uh, Ted, I need a brief moment here. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Of course, you won't step up and defend your fellow Earthlings, though, because of that stupid safe room of yours. I would? I hope you sleep well in there while I, you know, and billions of others are mowed down by alien lasers or whatever, you know, they got. Whenever you come out of that thing and I'm still hanging on somehow, don't expect a high five from me, okay? You know, I've told you many times that I personally would love to allow you to stay in our safe room should a disaster occur like but, an alien invasion. Well, but my wife and kids, well, they just don't care for you. And we both know after a couple of days, it just wouldn't work out. Hey, I would pick up after myself and, you know, maybe once a week volunteer to vacuum and clean out the toilet. I I'm really sorry about this, bud, but it's not my call. Fine. Let me get back to Ted. I'm back now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let no, me ask you, you this. I've seen many movies where aliens have attacked the Earth, but I, I've always wondered if regular guns and artillery would really, I mean, really stop them. Because if we need to do something to defend Earth, 
I was just wondering, what's the best way? I mean, would kryptonite work with these these things? Well, actually, that's a, that's a good question. In this part of the Milky Way galaxy, um, that kind of invasion is not allowed. Uh, in other parts, it is, but not here. Um, as like I said, they are already here. Um, the, the the thing is, is that you have to remember is that we are all powerful spiritual beings, and we, if we learn to to recognize that we are all one, we are we all have the supreme being or God within us. There's nothing and no one that can interfere. Um, with this planet, and we can create, it is our destiny, well, as President Kennedy says, to create a beautiful, bright planet. So right. don't worry about them attacking us. We have already the tools to defend ourselves. If, if God forbid this does ever occur, would you, Ted Marr, go on record as volunteering to be Earth's peace, uh, peace negotiator? You know, like Henry Kissinger. Um, I, I would trust you to represent us. Just remember, though, yeah, you got to demand that we can still at least get Netflix. That's got to be the bottom line. Don't <laughs> no cave problem. on that one. All right? No problem. Right. I would love to. I would love to to help. Well, the, the purpose of my life is to try to make this planet a better place. So I'd I'd love to help any way I can. All right, thank you. I, I'm gonna. I'm. I just wrote that down. It's gonna be passed on. All right. Well, thanks a bunch for calling into our show. You know, we really really appreciate it. There you have it. Our show's amazing psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thank you so much, Spud. Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. We are down north, baby. We on the Spud Goodman Show. And we all scared of robots, baby. <laughs> Woo! They come to get our jobs. Oh! You can't work. You don't eat. If I can't work, I can't eat. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, uh, Spud. You know, while the band was playing, I visited the Masterclass website again, and I yeah. found that each student has to pay a fee of $180. Now, multiply that by, I mean, let's start realistically. Let's just say 50 or 60 students. You start talking about big money. Yeah, well, uh, but how many classes would I have to teach? You know, I can never show well, up each day of the week at like 8 a.m. and last until 3 p.m., not without performance-enhancing drugs. I know that, dude. Uh, I don't think they drug test teachers, but really? I'll check out their website just to make sure for you. Yeah, no, no, yeah, and you you don't have to show up at a classroom each day. It's an online school, Spud, so oh, you'd, be okay. teaching, you'd be teaching 24 lessons in a year, and I know you can handle that kind of work schedule. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could probably deal with that. I mean, how long are the classes, though? As you know, with my ADHD, I tend to lose focus after, say, 15 minutes or so. Yeah, I know. Well, then you're going to appreciate the fact that their program says classes average about 12 minutes. Did you, did you hear me? Yeah, 12. 12 minutes. Now, that's within your range yeah. of focus. It's not that easy. 
Um, I could keep it together for 12 minutes. Uh, would the students be able to post online like libelous statements about me or my teaching capabilities? I, I would be concerned about that. Uh. I get enough crap posted about me hosting this show already on the internet. I, I don't need any more negative stuff floating around for eternity. Yeah, I don't think you can control what people say about you as a teacher, Spud. There is that free will speech thing in this country, you know. Uh, that is, until we're all forced to sign non-disclosure agreements. And it only makes common sense. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember how easy it was to destroy a person before the Internet, you know? You know, maybe someone would write a letter to the editor uh, about you or, or, or take out a billboard trashing you, but... The thing is, it faded away pretty quickly. Nowadays, with that stupid Google, everything ever written about someone will, will come up in a search. Who needs that? Yeah, but you mustn't let fear of disapproval stop you from sharing your wisdom with prospective students from around the world. You need to step up. Um, I, wow, I'd never thought about my students living in other countries. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I would dig teaching someone from, say, Uganda or Belize. Would, would they have to use subtitles, though, for them to understand me? I was, you know, that could be, well, yeah. actually, that'd be well, kind of neat. Listen, I, I'm sure that your subtitles. course would be translated into the native language of the student taking your class. That would be cool, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I've never had my words translated to bazillion, uh, bazillion, bazillion before. How long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? Oh, guys, both Uganda and Belize. Oh, it was Belizean. It was Belizean. Yeah, well, that's better. But both of those countries use English as their native language. Oh, So really? there would be no need for subtitles. Well, okay, well then I need to get some students from countries that won't understand a word I say. Then this masterclass program would have to spring for subtitles. It's the least they could do. No. I oh, want to have oh, subtitles. No, no, you, you, I, I, think, I think you're missing the point, Spud. You will have the opportunity to share with the world your vision of what a talk show host should strive to be. And, and I, by the way, would be more than happy to add a small component to your curriculum on what a talk show co-host should All try right. to emulate. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Um, I'm not teaching any course that has a co-host component. Why? What student would ever want to be a co-host? That would be like hey. a, a class for a backyard dog poop cleanup guy. No, you listen, my oldest, Gerald Jr., has expressed to me a desire to someday explore the possibilities of becoming a co-host if no his way. other career plans don't work out. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. But there is a demand out there for prospective co-hosts. But I don't believe I, listen, it. I'm not going to push this matter right now. The big thing is to get you to take this step professionally. It'll be a big boost to your career. Uh, I would add that I will not be volunteering to share my knowledge and insight with the designated laugher position. I have too much on my plate at this time. My sweetie Chance wants me to knit him a new stocking cap. And I really appreciate you doing this, Dorothy. Losing my old stocking hat was very upsetting because I'd worn it pretty much every day since the fifth grade. I miss it a lot. I think the reason why is I've just been, like, so unhappy. It's getting kind of warm out now. Do you really need a stocking hat, Chance? You're going to give me fashion advice? My grandpa dresses hipper than you, Spud, and he's 89. Hmm. Don't okay. you think it's time to retire those turtlenecks you wear? I, that's uh, frankly offensive. 
I only have two turtlenecks, okay? Uh, it may look like I have a bunch, but, you know, they're two basic colors. Uh, I like how they feel around my larynx, okay? Mm. It's a personal health issue. Let's just change the subject now, all right? Because it's time for our, our musical guest interview, one of my favorite parts of the oh, show, yeah, yeah. all right? Please say hello to our musical guest, Golden Idols. Please identify yourselves and the instrument you are playing. Uh, I'm Patrick. I play guitar, and I'm the singer. Super. Hi, I'm Jewel. I play bass. I am Saba. I play the drums. And Eric plays the keys and the guitar. And Hi, Eric. Sings. You're the strong, silent type, I can tell. All right, well, what other idols other than yourselves do you guys currently worship? I worship Sarah, San, uh, excuse me, Sarah Silverman uh, and, at times, the Golden State Warriors. Are there any false idols that like get, get on your nerves? Oh man, uh, yeah, I, I love all all false idols. That's what we're all about. <laughs> Anybody else uh, have anybody they worship? Uh, who's the angry chef? Gordon Ramsay. Okay, all right, I, super. I all like right. him. <laughs> so, so what's the band's official position regarding applying ample portions of peanut butter on all main entrees? I have found it to be a way more versatile thing than like ketchup with a meal. Do you, do all you guys are you all in on peanut butter? Hard yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We, uh, we don't allow people with allergies, with food allergies, into Golden Idols. So. Oh. No. Yeah. Okay. Unanimous. We, okay. we don't. Um, no. So if, if the Golden Idols were made czars of the music industry, what would be your first decree? No encores. <laughs> None at all, huh? <laughs> they don't make any sense. Uh, you know they're going to do it. They just want you to clap again. Wrap it up. We got to go home. All right. Well, speaking of wrapping up, let's let's get another song here. What, what's the name of the next one, and what's it about? This one's nobody else, and it's about being killed by your lover or paralyzed. Well, let's let's do it. Or use my hand 
took me from the floor You put me in a chair You straightened up my tie You cleaned my bloody hair You put me in a pose Like I was listening You told me about your day You didn't miss a beat Goodman Radio Show. Hello, this is Emo Phillips, and you, through no fault of your own, are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud. Yes? Your next guest, David Dastmalchian, is holding for you. Okay, this guy's been on the show before. He's, I, I remember. He's a really good actor and a very cool dude. He's been in a buttload of big movies like The Dark Knight, Ant-Man, Bird Box, and he's going to co-star. They're going to shoot it real soon, the new Dune movie. Uh, and yeah, and, and he wrote and directed a new one, a new film that we're going to be discussing. Oh, I remember David. The last time he was on, he was really a good guest and a very smart yep. guy. You know, I think I did see that Ant-Man movie. But, you know, I think my wife rented it at Redbox. It was kind of violent, so we had to fast forward through those parts. What's your name, scumbag? Uh, Ant-Man was not a violent movie. Yeah, man. I a mean, little bit. Uh, anyway, he wrote and directed another movie a few years back, too, Animals. And people need to go find it because it's incredible. Uh, he, th- this guy's going to be huge very soon. Well, I know you enjoy movies that are often labeled uh, parental discretion advised, and we just don't feel comfortable with that type of entertainment. What are you people? On dope? Oh, grow a pair, Gerald. Yeah, just put David through. Yeah, here he is. Welcome back to the show, actor David Desmolchian. Uh, thanks for visiting with us. Great to be here. Great to be here. Shout out to the great Northwest. How's yeah. everybody? Super. Um, now, you have a new film opening in theaters everywhere titled All Creatures Here Below. Is this, is this one like a sequel of that Shape of Water movie? Is there a creature from the sea in it? Tell us about it. <laughs> it is not. It is not. The, uh, the, the, the funny thing about this title, though, All Creatures Here Below, is that... Uh, 
and because I think Karen Gillan is starring in it, um, so many people have assumed that it is either sci-fi or a horror film, and uh, the reality is it's a drama, uh, and I, I actually I, I got the title, it was a lyric from a hymn we used to sing when I was in church called the Doxology, and I... Um, so that's why I picked it, but but now looking back, I wonder if I should have uh, picked something different. <laughs> so you wrote this thing, right? I did. I wrote it, and I asked in it. I play um, I play the I play a man named Jensen, and Jensen is deeply in love with a woman named Ruby, who is played by the great Karen Gillan. And um, my dear friend Colin Shifley directed the film. Colin directed our last collaboration, which was called Animals, that came out. In 2015. Uh, so here yeah. we are, um, and uh, I'm really excited. I, I, I'm, you make these movies; these are passion projects. You know, they, they you, there's no money. You're just trying your best to get the story told in the best way possible, and then you hope and pray for the best. And I knew when we were filming it that the, the performance that Karen was delivering and the way that Colin was making the film, we were going to have something special. But these films easily fall through the cracks; they easily slip by the wayside. And so I'm so grateful that this. Uh, company samuel goldwyn picked up our film and now we're going to be playing in theaters around the country and on EOD, and that people are going to get to see the film because um it's it's it's, it's really powerful i believe that what karen does here is uh it's going to blow people away we're used to seeing her do something quite different as an actor and uh and in this film she plays someone from the midwest there's no makeup there's no effects it's just uh her talent and it's it's heartbreaking you know the film is not an easy watch there are some twists and turns in the film that I think are going to be particularly challenging for audiences, but at the same token, I hope that it, it causes you to, to feel even more powerfully about these characters, you know? Right. Well, you, you seem to have like a dual career path, big studio films like Ant-Man, The Dark Knight, or Bird Box, and then small personal films like Animals, one that I like very, very much. People should go search for it because it, it's an incredible film. Thanks so much. Yep. Yep. Uh, so well, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm very blessed. You know, I, 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 my dream, my goal has always been um, to be a part of, of helping create or, or act in art house independent cinema because I think that it's, a, it's an important niche in the world of film and entertainment because uh, it kind of gets to explore the darker corners uh, and the harder questions and maybe the, 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 the kinds of characters and situations that don't summarize quickly or easily um and then when you're making larger big you know uh studio films um you do have an obligation because you're trying to reach the widest uh, audience possible and you have a different intention i think between some of the storytelling um so for me it's been pretty pretty incredible that um i get to go from a set like ant-man and the wasp and know that you know i'm working on a film with a hundred million dollar budget with incredible movie stars and people who love what they're doing and we're doing you know these i mean being part of the marvel cinematic universe is is like being a part of cinema history you yeah. know this is filmmaking at its at its greatest at its biggest achievement and then i could go make a small movie like all creatures here below and 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 the two feed one another you know i think that they both make me they both make me a stronger storyteller in, in both regards. And also, you know, one helps to financially sustain the other. And right. um, 
that's really important for artists. Well, I was thinking when when you do the indie thing, uh, besides like you know doing your own craft services at a Seven Eleven or a Mini Mart on the way to the set each day, um, are there any True other story. like yeah differences like going small, like maybe like a, a rental car to hang out in instead of a trailer? It's so different. It's so different, man. Like if I'm on if I'm on a film and and, and in the morning. Someone is going to be at my hotel or apartment or wherever they have me living to pick me up, take me to work. Your lunch is fully catered. You've got a nice trailer because, you know, a lot of times I'm shooting in Atlanta or locations where it could be really hot. And they've got a nice trailer where it's air conditioned and you've got TV and you've got your little refrigerator. So then you cut to a movie like All Creatures Here Below where Karen and I drove to work every morning living, you know, in the same building in downtown Kansas City while we were filming. Um, we pick up our, uh, you know, breakfast. We had an amazing crew who did a great job laying out a craft service table and we what? brought in, you know, we had, we, had, we had local caterers in Kansas City, but we're talking about a, you know, a six-foot table with food laid on as opposed to what you get on a big feature. And we had no trailers. We didn't have, you know, exterior places where we could go sit and cool off and have air-conditioned uh resting places so Karen and I were out in that Kansas City heat as well as the rest of the crew and the cast um, for the 12 hours of filming every day and that's why it's really important who you bring on to these films and I didn't know Karen before we went to shoot the film and so I thought man I'm really nervous she's a huge movie star she's used to getting all kinds of perks and she's going to be miserable and she couldn't have been more cool awesome that's very, positive that's great. funny and um, yeah it was great hey Spud Yes. If I may comment here, it's a good thing that you're not a big movie star doing small indie films, as I don't think you would handle the conditions on the set very well. I mean, you complain about all sorts of things here in the studio, and I might add, we have air conditioning most of the time, and, you know, when it's not on the fritz. Hey, David, uh, give me a moment here. I don't complain all the time. I mean, sure, it would be nice if we had better stuff in the office vending machine. Uh, I think there's a general consensus that what, you know, they're putting in that thing is an embarrassment to decent vending machines around the world. Three different brands of plain potato chips uh, or those stale Oreo cookies that must be at least four or five years old. I mean, where do they buy those from an Afghan street merchant? I'm with you on that lame vending machine. I wouldn't feed that crap to rats. The shelf yes. life on that stuff must be a century or two. Oh, that's nonsense, both of you. I really enjoy the selection of chewing gum. They always have juicy fruit. And, uh, you know, those small bags of planter's peanuts, they're somewhat tasty. Yeah, if you say so, whatever. All right, David, I'm back. Well, well, you wrapped you the, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot shoot. Uh, what was the scene like on that one? We, we've had Jason Muse on, and he seems like a swell guy to hang out with. Oh, he's hilarious. Kevin Kevin are the best. I love being around those guys. They've been friends for so long, and when you're around them, it's magic. They have uh, they have such a, a, an excitement about making movies and about, you know, pop culture and life and um and they've both been through a lot you know i mean kevin nearly died not long ago jay uh overcome uh, a battle with you know addiction and i think they both have this gratitude for what they're doing with their lives right now and getting to work together so being on that set was such a blast i was actually there for the first day of filming and it was amazing man um 
it was it was it was a really good experience, and I'm I'm very grateful that I know those guys. All right. Well, I, I got to ask you this, uh, because right now you're shooting uh, the new Dune movie. Is this one of those top secret situations where they'll put you into exile if you even mention a word about it? Because I don't want you to get tossed into a witness protection deal from talking to me. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I can tell you this. I am, I'm headed off uh, as soon as I'm done promoting all creatures here below. I'll be flying over to Budapest, um, meeting up with the Dune team to begin work. And it is uh, it's going to be something so incredible I, can, I mean yeah i can't say very much about it other than how excited i am for this film i think it's going to change the landscape of science fiction oh. cinema and and, and denny villeneuve who's directing the film he's he's to me like our generation stanley kubrick i mean he's so talented he's so incredible and uh and what he's going to do with this with this story um it's going to blow people's minds. So I can say that much. Everybody be prepared. Your minds are going to be blown. Ooh, we, we love to have our minds blown. All right, well, I know you got to go. So let me say again, your new film titled All Creatures Here Below is now in theaters everywhere. People need to go look for it. Thanks a whole bunch for checking back in with us. Oh, it was great to talk to you. Thanks so much. And I hope we get to do it again and again and again. Oh, wow. Very cool. Mr. David Desmalchin. Talk to you later, bud. My, how time flies. You know, Spud, if you do teach a course with the Masterclass program, yeah. you're going to be in the company of A-list talent. I've been looking. They've recruited the best and the brightest in each field, from, like, uh, filmmaking with Martin Scorsese and Spike Lee, and uh, Serena Williams teaches tennis, and Reba McIntyre teaches on how to write and produce country music. Yeah. Uh, you know, at this time, there is no one offering a talk show course, but you can bet that very soon, uh, like Rush Limbaugh... Well, you exercise freaks you're the ones putting stress on the healthcare system or an alex jones we're coming for you globalist we'll be jumping on board oh i don't know if talk show host would be their accurate title okay i get it if i decide to do this i'll i'll have to you know do it before uh, the other gas bags out there dip a toe into this masterclass deal but just let me sleep on it okay but yeah, listen i'll warn you as popular as these master classes are you could very well wake up tomorrow morning and find that there's a long line of top radio voices working today in okay. front of you okay. yeah, time stands still for no one yeah 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 I get it. Uh, you know, my mother used to use that one on me uh, to get, you know, make me get my chores done, but it never worked. It never, ever works. Okay? Ever. I get my chores done right away at my parents' house so I can do more productive things like practice my Fortnite skills. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. And you are becoming so good at that game, honey. I bet you could beat just about anyone. I have lost an occasional game. Mostly to those who are probably cheating, but thank you, Dorothy. You're welcome. Sounds like you're a poor loser, Chance. Accept defeat graciously and be a good sport. Spud, when you were Chance's age, you would throw whatever was handy. Whenever you lost at checkers or Monopoly or even well, go fish. I, I don't yeah, that. your temper has at times got you into real trouble, so don't lecture this Chance on how to be a good loser. You would think this would be something you were good at by now, given your track record in life, but I guess not. I have never thrown a dangerous projectile in anger. 
A few times I've tossed one of my beanie babies in frustration, but they can't maim anyone. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that, Chance. But Okay, so Spud, are you ready to, com- to commit to teaching a talk show class? If so, I listen, I can fill out the information for you, as I know that's not something you're fond of. Can I get your social security number and mother's maiden name? I don't think so. Hell no. I'm not, I'm not giving you my social security number. I'm, I'm applying to be a teacher. Why would they need that information? Well, I'm just assuming that they're going to want a complete background check before they would authorize you to teach students. They can't just let anyone become an instructor, you know. I don't have a felony record. That that should be good enough. <laughs> I know they have a few people that I've never heard of on their faculty, so I can't vouch for their background. But, uh, for instance, they have some guy teaching a wine appreciation class, and he looked a bit shady to me. But uh, oh. you know what? Most of the instructors have impeccable resumes, so it would be best to disclose everything that might be problematic. Uh, what's your driving record look like? Any DUIs? Well, as a mother, I would think that you would not want to be drunk at the putt-putt. No, you know me. I I hardly ever drink. Yeah. You know, unless it's a like a happy hour and they offer you know two for one drink specials. Because I have a hard time turning down like bargains. Uh, you know that. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you better hope they don't administer a polygraph exam and ask you questions about just how many library books you kept over the years. Yeah. Fines would Most add up to books. a mortgage yeah. by now. Did you ever return any of those overdue books? Well, no, but I was going to, but I just I sort of forgot oh, way back. You know, I, I think my mother had someone box them up and put them in a, a mini storage unit. I, I, I really should return them someday. I get it. Come on, y'all. You know, maybe they don't constitute a crime, but I'm sure those overdue fines do impact your credit rating. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't know. But if I do teach one of those master classes yeah. on, on how to be a talk show host, do you think we could get some of my fellow faculty members on our show as guests? I mean, uh, who are some of the teachers again? They're pretty, those are big, uh, let me, big let me stars. Let me look here. Let me look. Um, uh, you know, I have my we- their website up on my phone, and it says, uh, listen to this, Steve Martin is teaching comedy. Uh, huh. Steph Curry from the Warriors teaches shooting and ball handling. Uh, oh, Helen Mirren handles acting. Here's uh, Ken Burns covers how to make a documentary. Yeah, well, and I believe, uh, no, I, you know, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable hanging out in the teachers' lounge or Why? the green room with that level of stars. Those people are the cream of the cream, yeah. man. The, the more I think about it, the more I'm not feeling I'd be a good fit here. Oh, it's just, uh, I mean, Spud, I, really, uh, would I fit with those people? Uh, Yeah, I agree. Totally. After further thought myself, the prospect of Spud working with those celebrities, well, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No way they would hire Spud to teach any class. Well. Well, really, those master class instructors are exceptional, Spud, in everything they do. Don't take this wrong, but no, I really... I'm with you. I'm with you, Aunt Dorothy. Okay, well, we I, we agree on this, really. And another reason it wouldn't work is I would have to grade papers. I've always had trouble turning in papers in school, so no way I would stay on top of grading someone else's test or term paper. What are you people on dope? This just does not sound like a good idea at all. All right, if that's the way you feel. But I I, I think I will still apply to teach a co-host class, as there could be quite a demand worldwide. You stupid, ignorant... Okay, if you say so, Gerald. Yeah, and to knock yourself out, but let me wrap this thing up. Okay, I I am Spud Goodman. Be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here are Golden Idols.
gonna go But my friends made me sus to the wrong I checked my watch, wonder how soon could I leave But then I saw you, you were looking back at me And I, I wanted you Spud Goodman Productions.